All right. Y'all good? Good. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. This is uh, Michael Stamps, and I'm with you again here on Grace Talk. And we also have Chris Payne. What's and up, we have Corey Lee. How's it going, y'all? And we're glad to see you guys again. Uh, just coming back to you again. So uh, tune in. So how has the weekend been for you guys, or just the week itself, uh, even coming off of our um, our broadcast or uh, our podcast from last Monday? Um, it seemed like it got a lot of traction. So it, it what did, do you think? it did. I'm, I'm pretty thankful for that. I've had people reach out to me and say something about it. Matter of fact, John Tudor, uh, Saturday when we went to – uh, Corey had put on a worship thing at Lost and Found, and so John was like, I was looking for you. I wanted to reach out to you and let you know that I listened to y'all's podcast, and it was great. And he was saying great things about it, and so awesome. I was thankful to hear that. And I had somebody else send me a text message saying something, because you really don't know. And you just put it out there and just, okay, Lord, do what you want to with it. And then along the lines, people will send you messages here and there. So it's, it's pretty encouraging to yeah. hear that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I he heard some great feedback as well. And I just think it's really interesting. Uh, just uh, you never know where it goes. We pray before uh, mm -hmm. we get in here and start talking. And just yeah. uh, none of that last week was scripted or structured. No, it no. just like flowed. Yes, you know? yes. And um, we, we were just talking even before we pressed record. It was like, man, we better press record on yeah. all that. that <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I did. I, I got a lot of uh, people that were um, – that just reached out and said, you know, that was just some things that they needed. And uh, so we just never know. But never we, know. we um, our action should be the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, that should be our unction. So um, as long long as we make ourselves available, that's right. I believe that uh, he takes it and makes it full functional, you know. So that's right. Because um, we don't know who's who's listening to this. We don't have any set. Um, motive or yeah. anything. We're just putting it out there and allowing the Lord to do what the Lord needs to do. So yes. if you're hearing this right now, and uh, we encourage you, send us feedback. Let us know. Can yes. you hear it? Is it good? Do we need to, do you want to hear about this? Whatever the case may be. Right. Because this is grace talk. We just want to talk about the grace of God and the yes. goodness of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, Michael Stamps, you just said something right there, making yourself available. That's something I've been thinking on the last little bit. I was reading about Alexander the Great. All mm. right. So Alexander the Great, they said within 10 years, that man conquered the known world. All wow. right, 10 years. So super fast. You think about that. And I was just thinking, you know, what can the Lord do with just a willing vessel in 10 years? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. if he could conquer the world in 10 years, what, what could the Lord do with a life laid down? You know, wow. like that, just like a, just that, that clay pot in the potter's hand, like just to feel yeah. that vessel. You know, wow. what could he do? Amen. And so, wow. I mean, that, that's something I was actually praying. Um, I do like one-on-one -on -one coaching. And a lot of times what we typically do is we'll start off with like a six-month vision, like a short-term vision. And I, I do that for myself. That's why I did that. And I was praying to the Lord about what are we going to do, you know, like where we want to go. And he started saying, why, why are you thinking month to month, think year to year? Mm. And so I started thinking, okay, maybe this year, three years. Wh wh where do we want to go in three years? And he said, why just three? Why wow. team? Why not 10? What could yeah. you do in 10 years? Yes. And, and that's where I started thinking about the Alexander the Great. I don't know about you guys. It's hard to even envision <laughs> 10 years, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, 
So. Yeah, that, that's good. You know, even the uh, you saying ten years. I thought about. I don't know where I read this at, but they said if you spend time with something more than ten thousand hours, I guess yeah. you ever read that. Yeah, they said yeah. you become uh, somewhat like a professional. You get good at it, you yeah. know. So uh, that time does make a big difference. So I can imagine if if you did something ten years, you have conquered something. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. So. It's like ten thousand practice hours. You become an expert in oh, yes. a while. Yeah. I, I love that thought. As you think about we're because the time's passing no matter what. Yes. Right? Like the right. time's yeah. gonna pass. And so what am I becoming an expert in? Wow. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Where wow. am I spending my time at? Now yeah. that's a good question question yeah. to put. Yeah. Because I'm that's the thing. I mean, because the Lord gives us this time. I mean, it's, uh, are you gonna be a good steward with it? Yeah. You know? And it's uh uh the fact of the matter is is we all have the same amount of time. Yeah. Twenty four hours in a day. And it's what are we gonna use it for? What are we gonna spend it on? And um you know, speaking of availability, being available, even in the one-year, five-year, ten-year goals, you got to understand this. I mean, we a man determines his. I mean, a man sets plans, but it's Lord's purpose that prevails, yes. right? And yes. so, even along the goals and everything else, and aspirations and dreams, we still need to be aware of the Lord maybe redirecting us here and there, and being open to what the Lord wants as well. I say that as just okay. Because the availability in the day-to-day things, the day-to-day things, because you don't know what the Lord wants to do today. But um, so Saturday, Saturday, we you had the worship night at Lost and Found. And so me and Kayla were going to have us a date night. We were yeah. just going to hang out because my mom had the kids. Right. So we were going to go see a movie. So the movie started at 430, and us, we're running, we're rushing, and we're trying to get there. And so we finally get there to the movie theater at Malco at 440, 10 minutes after. And if you know anything about movies, you got, you know, the uh, uh, previews yeah. and stuff. You're still going to be able to catch the movie. Right. Well, this had never happened before. So we went in there, and the lady at the front desk, she's like, I am so sorry about this. I really hate to do this. We're like, okay, what is it? She said, but our new policy is if you're 10 minutes after the movie has started, wow. you can't, we can't sell you a ticket. And, I mean, you could tell she was nervous. She's like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this. She's looking over <laughs> wow. her shoulder. I don't want to get in trouble. We're like, no, 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 no. It, it, it's okay. Like, I mean, and I just I just told her there. I said, listen, we believe in the sovereignty of the Lord. If the Lord wanted us to be in this movie right now, he would have opened up the door and allowed us. So you don't wear that pressure. It's okay. And so we just kind of talked for a little bit, and we left. And so along that way, like, okay, Lord, what are we going to do now? And so Kayla wanted to stop by Shoe Country. Well, no, she actually wanted to go to Fleet Feet or whatever it's called. But she said, hey, since we're over here, let's go to Shoe Country. So we go into Shoe Country, and as we're there, I'm still thinking about that. Because matter of fact, I'm texting Corey as I'm doing this and said, like, you know, I believe in the sovereignty of the Lord. He's got us at a different place at this time. I don't know what he's got going on today. And so I'm thinking that, okay, Lord, what do you have? What do you have today? Well, along the way, then there's somebody that's working there that comes up to me. And I found common ground because mm-hmm. I know that Corey also does leadership things at Shoe Country. Yes. I, I watch it a lot of times or I see him post about it. And so I said, hey, do you know Corey? He does leadership here. And the guy was like, his name is Walter. He said, yeah, I know him. I said, yeah, that's a buddy of mine. He said, well, if you hang out with him, you're full of joy all day. I said, that's <laughs> right. And so anyways, but I, I told him, I said, we wasn't supposed to be here today. Da-da-da. This was supposed to happen, all these other different things. So I had an opportunity to minister to him right there, to pray for him there in um, – at the shoe country to give him a bracelet to uh, connect him on our podcast i even sent him the link to our podcast and things and just told him to connect with us and so then we leave there and then we were able to make it to the lost and found worship night and so as we were there 
got to talk to some people, man. Got to speaking to this young girl. Uh, there was a 16-year-old there that gave his life to the Lord. Come on, come on. And then there was a, um, another young man. He was about 21, I think he was, and we got to pray for him at the end. But I hadn't had a chance to tell Corey this yet. So me and Kayla, we just, we're, we're late nights, right? We stay out doing things, whatever the Lord leads, right? So we decided to go out to eat afterwards with that young couple that was there. It was probably, I mean, a young group of uh you know, men and women, is they're probably like 18, 19, 20, and 21. And so there was probably, I don't know, about six of them. And so we all went out to eat. And so there was a young couple. They had been dating for about two months. Mm-hmm. And they came to me and Kayla was like, hey, we need some advice. We want some, you know, encouragement. Will you pray for us, this and that? And so that's why we decided to go out to eat with them. And so then afterwards, we sat there in that parking lot with that couple in our car till about 1230. That oh, way wow. in the Dacosta wow. parking lot, we made ourselves available, man, yeah, you know, and on. just being able to pull. I didn't have any of that planned already, yeah. but the Lord had set all that up, and so we were just thankful to be able to do that and be a part mm-hmm. of that. Well, hey, Chris, I, I got to do this. We got to give applause right there because that that <laughs> means a lot that you're taking the time to 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 make yourself available because um, we're living in a time that a lot of people are about themselves. Amen. That is, uh, and there's so many people that are looking. They're, they're, they just want somebody to just uh, uh, look up and just say a uh, smile or just say, yeah. "Hey, yeah, how are you doing?" Yeah. And well, since you said that, you know, it's like I'm not really doing good, but your smile is inviting, mm-hmm. and there's something different about you. Uh, and we need more of that. I think mm-hmm. um, in in the world that we're living in now, we have to be strategic. Um, and we got to make sure that we're intentional. Mm-hmm. Like that should be a word that we we push. Uh, like you said, just wherever you at. Yeah. You, you you might think that oh, I usually go to this gas station, but some reason I gotta stop over here. Yeah. Uh, but th- just be being aware that uh, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. God is everywhere. What He's omnipresent, right? Exactly. So He's exactly. everywhere. So if you let Him lead your life then there's opportunities where somebody needs to let him, I mean, let them meet God himself through you. Yeah. Uh, so. And you said that last week before we even started. We didn't hit record on this one. We need to do that as soon as we <laughs> walk in this word. <laughs> but you said God's always speaking. God's always trying to show things. God's always trying to reveal himself to you. And I've stuck with this. I even said it to Kayla the other day and uh, telling her that you had said it, but it's the same with this right here. It's like, man, God's trying to speak. That feather that just fell, or that leaf that just fell off that tree coming down, that's possibly God maybe even trying to show you a sign or speak. You never know how the Lord is trying to lead you, speak to you. We just got to open our eyes up and look for it. Absolutely. And then, I'm sorry, and then, Corey, the other wisdom, I I get some nuggets from these guys. Let me just go ahead and say it. And so the other nugget that I got that day was Corey was talking about some visions and dreams that he's been having. And the Lord, and he told him, which is, this is biblical, um, too much is given, much is required. Absolutely. And so the Lord gives us these opportunities and speaks to us. And are we going to be open to receive it, give God glory in it, and walk in it? Because if so, he's going to, he's like, okay, I'm giving this to you, but there's much required. Don't just, just shake it off or just knock it off your shoulder. Right. Much is re- much is given, much is required. So yes. I've been chewing on that yeah. as well, Corey. Yeah. Man, that's, that's good. good. And w- what you said there, you made yourself available, but I think there's also a heart posture in that, that yeah. that's prepared to to do that, that, knowing that the Lord has my time, but also, you know, when He speaks, I'm, I, when something happens, 
like it's not being taken away from me. I, and mm, I, I think that's a that's, that's a that's problem good. that some of us have is um, I, I was uh, last week. I do like leadership training, those kind of things. And I had three companies that I worked with for a long time. Just pause. Mm-hmm. And and the thought came to me is, OK, the Lord is shifting. Mm-hmm. Right, well, not nothing's taken being taken away from it. So yeah. some kind of shift. And yeah. so I heard this story one time. I forget who told it. It was a football player and he was telling this testimony. He grew up kind of in the church background and those kind of things, but he claimed he was more atheistic because he saw what he saw was, was Christians who said they loved the Lord, but their actions didn't really back it up. Like Come whenever on. chaos yeah. happened, yeah. they yeah. acted just like everybody else. Come on. And, but he said he made it to the NFL, and there was a guy on the team that was just a little bit different from everybody else. Like he, his words and his actions lined up, and he was a veteran. And <laughs> as they got to playing, the veteran got hurt on the field, tore his ACL, those kind of things, and he was kind of at the end of his career. It mm-hmm. ended his career. And he said it was amazing as he was being carted off, this guy was smiling and laughing and joyful. And he saw him in the locker room after and said, man, well, how in the world can you be, you know, or at the hospital, he went to yeah. see him in the hospital. How in the world can you be smiling and laughing? He said, man, nothing's being taken away from me. Amen. This just means that the Lord's got something better for yes. me, and I'm excited to see what the Lord's wow. got to do. And so I think a, a heart posture in um, thinking like, all things work together for good. And yes. so where's the Lord shifting? And I want to I want to partner with him. Yes. Right? Like yeah. maybe that old season has passed away or yeah. we had great plans, but yes. the Lord shifted those plans and man, you got a testimony of staying up to 12:30th. <laughs> I was in bed <laughs> at that time. Uh, but but yeah. you look, I, I think about what you just said, you got to pray with a guy. You saw you got to speak into the life of a young lady. You saw one dude come to salvation and then you poured into an entire couple because you allowed the Lord to shift you. Wow. Man, that's amazing. So. Well, you know, uh, Corey, we kind of talked a little bit about that even before we had started, you know, the, the podcast. And like you said, the hot heart posture is, is a major thing. And uh, sometimes even in the middle of a chaos or, or just uh, you don't understand the facts of life or what's going on right then and uh, – so it's like anything to get me out of this, that's what I want to do right mm-hmm. now. So I don't care. Uh, and I think it reminds me that um, sometimes people's heart posture is n- not in the right place. They just want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it reminded me what I was reading in uh, Hosea. It was uh, chapter 13, uh, verse 4. And it said that he says, uh, it says, I have been the Lord your God ever since I brought you out of Egypt. And uh, he says, you must acknowledge no God but me, for there is no other Savior. And then verse 5 says this, I took care of you in the wilderness, mm. in that dry place, and the thirsty land. And then uh, the next one, it says this, it's, it's verse 6, it says, but when you had eaten and you were satisfied, you were satisfied. Mm. You became proud and forgot me. Mm-hmm. So we see that the heart posture was not in the right place. They just wanted to get out of Egypt. That's good. No matter what it looked like. Just I'm, I want to get out of here. I want to get out. But the heart posture makes the difference of the gratitude and thankfulness of where he brought you from. You know? 
And uh, when when I'm hearing this, I think this this is the place that he's actually bringing us as America back to that. Am I good enough? The answer is yes. Everything else, when it folds, you will understand that he's just repositioning my my direction. He's taking me to another place. He's taking me to a place that I might not understand, but it's the promised land, right? Amen. So Amen. Uh, even in the wilderness, even the word wilderness, they came out of the desert, right? Yeah. They come out of the desert, and their their sandals and their clothes, everything did not expire. Everything on, was now. still good. On, so man. he provided mm-hmm. the whole time. Even, you know, when, when it was cold, he had them where they had heat, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and then during the daytime, he took and made a, a cloud that covered them, that gave them the shade that they needed. But they come out of the desert and go into a wilderness. If you look up the word wilderness, it really means that man has really never s- stepped foot in that area. That's oh, all. Wow. Oh wow, that's a good. Point. That's basically that's, that's, it. That's but there was, there was trees. There, there was water. There was all kind of stuff that was in the wilderness. But it was just uncharted territory. <laughs> so it's like what Corey said when, when something shuts down on this side, or if there's a door that closes, that means there's something. There's another opportunity that oh, he's open. And it might not be a door, but it could be a window. That's right. That's right. Or it could be a phone call. Come on now. It can be a small conversation. But if you you get caught up in your satisfaction, then you lose what he's really trying to give you. You know, so I, I just think that that's just the place that I had to put Because I was, even this morning, I was folding my clothes and I was like, Lord, thank you. God, thank you. Mm. Like, mm. You don't have to do what you do. Mm. You don't have to give me what I have. I said just to have a family and, mm. and my kids are doing good. And, and God, just a place to have a roof over my head, a, a car to drive. God, you, you're so merciful. You're so graceful yes. to give me these things. Yes. If you're in a place, and I, I might be talking to somebody, but if, you, if you're in a place that you're complaining about something all the time, that is a heart check. Mm. If you can always find something to be moping about, there's a heart check. And I, I put this, and like I said, I put some on Facebook. You're thinking that your entitlement is what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Your entitlement. But it's his glory that blesses you daily. Because it's when you wake up every morning and you take a deep breath, you should be saying thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because um, globally, I was telling people, even yesterday in, in uh, at church, I said, you know, if you look at it, it says globally that between ten to a hundred thousand people die daily. Ten to a hundred thousand people. Wow. wow. That is a lot of people. Yeah. And that's and and like so, what makes you? think that you woke yourself up this morning and i just think that god is really wanting to shake us to get our heart in the right place again uh and core you were sharing some stuff about what you said about david i think that would be some great things to kind of tap in there but this is i i don't know this is real good very good yeah Uh, i I laugh a little bit because whenever you said that uh you said uh how many other people die daily 
And I thought, you know, Jesus came to give us life and life mm. abundantly. And some people die when they're 30, but they ain't buried until they're 70. Ooh. You know, like, yes. uh, th- wow. they just uh, don't live life. That's good. And so, That's so good. Yeah, what wow. we were talking about wow. before we got going here was this this theme uh, throughout the Old Testament about coming in and going out. Or going, yeah, going out and coming in. And we were talking about this was a military term that all of Israel's greatest leaders mm-hmm. from you know, uh, Joshua and, um, I mean, David and all of them, they use this term of going out and coming in as a military term. And you and I were talking, it was like, why, why does it start with going out instead of coming in and then going out? Mm. Why is it going out first and then coming in? Well, you got to start in so you can go out. Right? Yeah, right. And so what, what David and all of these great military leaders did is they started in the presence of the Lord and went out. You start in the presence so you can gain strategy, you can gain his vision, his wisdom, and then go out. But then you come back in with a heart posture of praise and thanksgiving. When you come back in, it's like, thank you for allowing me to be able to do this. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of what you're doing. And, you know, Mm. what's so amazing to me, there was a couple times um, the Philistines came against Israel. And so Nate, David goes into the prison and say, Lord, should I go get them? And he says, yeah, go get them. And he does. And then it happens again. And how easy it is for us to say, well, the Lord did it this way last time, or I did it this way last time, and we, we're going to do it this way again. But yes. David, he goes to the Lord and says, should I go get them? He says, no, wait. Go around and wait till you hear the ruffling in the trees, and then go get them. Yes. And I, I was just meditating on that this morning of starting our day in his presence so I can go out into the into the world in a place of business or wherever yeah. you go so I can go out with his his kind of thought, his vision, his yes. strategy. And then when I end my day, I come back in giving thanks for the victory or thanks for what come he's on. done in my life. Yes. And just um, that that going out and coming in has just been a big thought of thinking that's about good. a lot lately. That is good. Yeah, that's um the thing about it, both of y'all were saying you know, where do we come from and, and rely on the, the source that brought us in? Here's the thing about it. And then I come from an addiction standpoint, right? And uh, so I, I struggled with addiction in our jails, rehab, started at the age of 11. All throughout my addiction, 16 years of it, man, I wanted out. I really did, but I just didn't know anything else. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until I surrendered my life to Christ. And here's the thing about it. I thought I needed the Lord when I got clean and sober. Like, I thought I really needed him then. Y'all, I need him more today than I ever mm-hmm. did back then. Yes. Because, <laughs> and, and that's the fact of the matter. The more, and I'm reminded on a couple different things. Um, as you was talking about presence, going in or coming out and then going in. So Moses, I'm going to give two examples real quick. Moses and Saul. And Moses, they both started with God's calling. And anointing, the presence. Okay, boom, I'm setting you apart. Moses met him in the uh, wilderness at the burning bush, and then Saul, he was anointed as the king, and uh, and the Lord anointed Saul, right? Yeah. The Lord called him, and he said, hey, I got this for you. But here's the thing about it. As time went on, what happened? Saul himself, he just relied on his own strength. At that point in time, he uh, that's where he talks about it in Samuel 15. He says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Right. Well, Lord, I'm trying to do this for you. Lord, I'm trying like, no, you're, you're really not. you right. got ulterior motives behind mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? You're not being obedient to what I said. You're relying on your own strength 
rather than relying on me and my presence, the Lord says. And how yeah. do we have to fully rely on the Lord when I don't have anything in my hand? Come mm. on now, because when I got things in my hand, I can rely on my own giftings, on my own talents, on. on my own things in my yes. hand instead of relying on him. But Moses, Moses on the flip side, in Exodus 33, here he is, the promise of God's presence. Exodus, Exodus 33, verse 15. This is Moses speaking because he knew where he started, right? He said, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Come on. In other words, like this new season I'm fixing to go into. Come on now. Somebody listen to this and you're in a relationship right now. You're like, Lord, is this you? You need yeah. to find, like, if the Lord's not in it, you yes. don't need to be in it. Come on now. Yeah. If your presence doesn't go, with, I'm talking about when me and Kayla was going to get married, when I was moving back to Tupelo, when I was taking these uh, these life changes in my life, like, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with me, if you're not in this, I don't want it. Amen. I got to ask you this question. Somebody listening right now, that situation, that circumstance, that relationship, or whatever it is that you're in, are you okay if it doesn't work out? Are you okay <laughs> if the Lord doesn't work that out? Come on now, because yes. if you're not okay with it, you might be holding on to it yourself when the Lord's trying to do something else. Wow. Because I will. Listen, I don't know why I'm going this way, but here's the thing about it. If I want, and I was telling uh, that couple that I was talking to Saturday night, they're two months into it. And we had to just, you know, I, I did, we painted pictures for them, but we didn't want to paint air, this great picture. Like, oh, man, y'all are to be, be together and everything. We told them, like, me and Kayla, when we were dating and before we got married, like, we were okay until we said I do on that on that um, altar. Yeah. Like, I was okay if the Lord had showed red flags and said she ain't the one. He ain't the one. We were okay, both of us was, that we were okay to turn around right. and walk away from it right. before we said, I do. Because we don't want our will. We want God's will. And that's what we were telling them. Like, are you okay? I'm not going to say their names, but are you okay if this isn't it? Yeah. But here's the beautiful thing I told them. Me and Kayla both, we told them, like, listen, here's the situation. Because the young lady, she said, well, when I met him, I just never seen anybody that loved the Lord like he did, you know? And then okay. he said, he said, when I met her, I've never, like, my past relationships, I was hurt from my past relationships, and she has given me a new image of what it is. And I told him, I said, well, that may be it. Here's the thing about it. I'm not saying God's that it's going to work out or it's not going to work out. But here's the thing. If it don't work out, it could possibly be that the Lord's bringing you all together so that you can get new vision, so that you can see, okay, there are men out there who truly love God. Wow. There are women out there who will care for me. And sometimes the Lord will bring you into seasons and situations, not saying this is your resting place, but this is just me showing you what is available. You need to keep walking. You need to keep going. Listen to me now. If the yeah, Lord's presence ain't in good. it, I don't want it. And Come so that's on. what. Paul, that's what uh, Moses said. He said, for how will how will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. In other words, Lord, if your presence don't go with me, yes. how will the people know? How will I know? Like it's, it's your presence, Lord, that I rely on. It's your presence, Lord, that sets us apart. Not my giftings, not my... Uh, job, not my money, none of that. It's your presence, Lord, that sets us apart. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good, man. And and it's good that you you really sit down with them and, and told them the truth in love. 
because many people are not doing it. And they said that. They said, wow, you know, we've talked to somebody else before, and they just they really didn't put it that way, you know, but also didn't because they, somebody wants to just, like, patty cake you along the way, and then somebody also just wants to give you all the bad. Like, I mean, we just gave them a balance of yes. the, the truth and love right yeah, there because yeah. the fact of the matter is, like, because – Here's the thing about it with me and Kayla. We're, I mean, we're not going to sugarcoat it, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, because we had to have somebody do that for us. Yes. And, and we know what the – like, uh, we, we know what hell's like, so to speak. We don't want to yeah. go back, and we don't want nobody else to go either. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's so good. Uh, I was thinking even, Corey, when you mentioned about, you know, when you're going out that uh, you need his presence, you know. And then, but say when you come back, you you know you having Thanksgiving and stuff. So I, I thought about even if you look at uh, Psalms a hundred and, and you know verse four, you know it says enter to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, you know, and go into his courts with praise. So that's that's going back into entry mm-hmm. of saying thank you. You know, I follow your presence, but I come back into this place of just being thankful for using me you know we we kind of talked about a little bit of that that you know sometimes um he gives us what you said to whom much is given much is required Mm -hmm. he gives us much because he know we can handle much Mm -hmm. but it's because our place of being thankful that's right it's it's our place of uh understanding the the feel of of what david was when he was out in the pasture and 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 taking care of the sheep and things it was in that place that he was learning how to be thankful and he was being sharpened. Amen. And then he was able to put him, you know, you really think about it. He had the heart of a king, but then he had to understand the roles of a king. Mm-hmm. So I believe he had the heart of a king when he was already told that he was going to be a king. That's good. That's good. But then later on down, then there's a, you got to understand the role mm-hmm. of the people who you going to be over. You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought that was just amazing. So when he was under Saul, that was for him to understand. Yeah. Uh, and we all go through those different seasons. We don't understand uh, why am I here? Why am I working here? I don't understand, but it's like, uh, like, Corey, you were saying earlier, but understanding that um, his sovereignty or understanding that the direction he's taking me is, is for a reason mm-hmm. and Learn in that season. Mm-hmm. Many people don't learn in seasons. They they there, they just like, I'm just trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reminded, I think it might have been Craig Rochelle you talked about, you know, many people, uh, they say, well, I'd be glad when this season's over and then I have this. He said, I think he was talking about like his, his children when they were little. He said, I, you know, I would say, well, I'd be glad when, he, uh, when they get out of diapers, you know, and then I'd be glad when they start walking and then I'd be glad this and that. He said, but do you realize that you're missing opportunities and moments that you won't get back? Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, so we got to learn that whatever season you're in, it's just like uh, Chris was saying, you, you're talking to these young couples. Don't be so fast. Don't be so fast to, to move in. Yeah, we're ready to get married now. You know, no, no. Make sure that God is giving clarity. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just that itself, but we have people, they believe, that the reason why they're incomplete is because they don't have their opposite sex in their life. Come on, come on. They feel like they look at people on Facebook and they got these, mm. you know, we just celebrated Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Yeah. There's two things. Some people go in the doghouse and some people end up being put in the doghouse because they get <laughs> caught up. 
you know, right? You know, well, I, I, I mean, you, you think about it. Um, this was when you're going to really tell if they really were with you or not. You know, you, they call you every day at 2 o'clock, but this day, if they ain't yours, you're going to be able to tell if they don't call you at 2 o'clock. You know what I mean. But we got people that they have taken this and thinking, they're going to be the one that fills that void. Like, they're going to fix me. And so one of the things I kind of talked about Wednesday night, and we was just talking about different types of love. And one of them is self-love. I said, if you don't love yourself first, it doesn't matter when that person comes to try to complete you because you don't even know who you are. That's so right. now you're going to be blaming right. them for what you really need to be looking yourself in the mirror. I got to fix me Those first. And so what I'm saying is whatever season you are in, learn in that season. Don't be so in a hurry to get into the next season. I'm ready to get married now. I am 24 years old, and I got all these different degrees. All right. Now, the world system says I'm supposed to be married by October of this year. It's got to happen. So what happens? We settle. Yes, we do. Man, we settle oh, wow. for something oh, wow. that when God wants to give us something mm, greater. Man. He wants to give us something greater, but we, we get so quick to do that and I, I say this this is to me this is a a good place that i learned even with me with uh how god blessed uh, me and my wife with our home and everything there were some times that you know if you you watch it you can compare to other people and, and you think that you know you know we've been in the first house like we've been here for a little time you know oh, it's man. time for us to move but i i just never felt that unction yet you know what i'm saying i'm like it's still something that he's trying to teach us and, uh, and what God was trying to teach us in those seasons was that we become committed to each other to the point, like, are you good? <laughs> and what I mean by that is, like, we would put our heads together, like, what are some things you, like, what are the debts you got? Okay, your debt's lower than mine. And I'm, I'm not doing a Dave Ramsey thing, but <laughs> it was one of those things, like, you know, let's go knock your stuff out, and then we know you in the clear, and then we'll work on me. And that was our game plan. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that, we, we started getting closer. Oh, yeah. And get it, you know, it's like, hey, two is better than one when it comes down to that, to that situation and when it, when it comes down to a couple. But anyway, then we went through those different seasons, and then it got uncomfortable. Mm. Speak it. It, it, Speak it's, it. It's got uncomfortable. It was like, look, we, it's, it's, it's too tight. Now, we've been, uh, we're thankful, but it's like he made us uncomfortable. If you've never been in that season, if you've never been in that season where you've been uncomfortable, just know it's going to happen because as life continues to grow, you grow or you mature. You should. So it's going to be some places that you've been or you are at, but then all of a sudden it just looks different. Mm. Mm. It feels different. But he's to the point that he's trying to challenge you. Yes, he is. you got to step out, Chris. Now you, you have trusted this job. Too much. I'm talking to myself now, right? <laughs> you have trusted this job too much. I want to see if you love me more than you love these, mm. right? Mm. You know, do you love me more than what you your 401k or what you got? You know, mm. uh, that's and that's you know that's, that's a good, good book, The Blessed Life. That's a great book that um, Lord, what is it, Robert, Robert Morris? Morrison. Yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. book for somebody to check out. It 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 builds your faith, but we got to get to the point. 
that we believe like that. And so anyway, so we get through that and that season and God made us uncomfortable. And uh, then we start looking. And as we're looking and um, and this is around, I guess it might have been 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, whatever. And um, and we were looking and it just my wife, we finally we found something that she was like, I think I want to go with this, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But in my mind, I already wrote some things down in my vision of what I would. I was like, man, you know, years down the road, this is what I want, you know, and I wrote it down. And uh, anyway, I remember when we uh, was in the situation and we had committed to a contract with this house. And it was like, well, yeah, it's nice. But I'm like down the road, I know I'm going a different direction. I I just I want a little more space and things like that. Yeah. Not being selfish, you know, nothing like that. But um, it's a he he said he'll give you the desires of your heart. And uh, and I think the main thing, even with that is. When you want to pos- when you want to please him, he will make things known, even the stuff that you want to do. He'll bring it back to you. He's done it in my life. There's been when I opportunities I could have went and did the the fishing thing, and but it didn't add up. It was gonna take away from him, mm-hmm. but he ended up giving it back to me. Come you know what I'm saying? He gave it back to me where I still love it, but I love him more than I love it. Amen. You know, anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much, but getting back to just that that place. of, So we, we got in this contract and it was we was going to commit. And, and, and the, um, the couple was like, hey, well, we're going to need to be here like two months. You know, it's like, OK, and uh, we're, we're moving such and such, but we need to be here two months. So we was in the contract. And uh, so our, our house were being sold, too. So we in this place and I was like, well, we can just go back and stay with my mom for for a little time and that'll help whatever. And. Uh, then we'll be able to kind of transition. Well, uh, they called back and was like, hey, uh, we need to be here at least six months. It's like, we can't do six months. I said, no, nah, we're not. We can't do six months. I I, I know that was not. But, we, you know, we was probably like, well, God, what are you saying? And uh, so it was. So we told said we can't do six months. Well, the contract is over with. So, you know. You know, my wife is in that place like, oh, my goodness. Like, I really wanted this, but why did this happen? And so the same day that this happened, the contract for another house, it went fell through. So as soon as that phone call was over, we get another call 15, 20 minutes later. Say, hey, uh, I don't know what y'all doing, but you need to stop what you're doing, and we need to go look at this house right now because – it's going to get a lot of offers. Make a long story short, it had over 17 offers for this house. So we went and looked at the house. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. It's like I saw it. I saw it in, my, I saw it in a dream before. And uh, so anyway, I went to sleep that night. And uh, the Lord gave me the numbers to be it. Now, I don't know nothing about no reali- you know, all that realtor stuff. But he gave me some numbers. Don't you know, when I get up that morning, I tell my wife, I said, this is what we need to be at. Don't you know, we get a call from our realtor and says, hey, he gives the same exact numbers that I that I said. And I was like, baby, God got this. <laughs> baby, God got it. So make a long story sh- short, that's why I was up this morning saying, God, thank you. Yeah. Because he didn't have to do that. But he, 
He wants he wants to take care of you. He wants to take What's care of you. He wants to take mm. care of you. Mm. And so what I'm saying, I'm challenging you mm. to not just settle. Come on now. But just wait on the promise that God has for you. So I, I just had to say that. So. I think um, I, I love your your testimony there, and it just shows the love of the Lord. Just even even in those details of our lives, the things that. Maybe some people say, well, it doesn't really matter. It does matter. Yeah. And um, I think when we don't have that that gratitude that you're talking about, yes. it leads to the verse of Scripture you, you started off with yeah, in Hosea. That's I become good. satisfied. Yeah. Mm. Right? I, I feel that's like so I deserve good. it or I'm satisfied. And it's uh, interesting. I love how you, you guys have been talking about the season. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, we're talking about seasons. We've been talking about David. You know, there was a season where David used the sling and the stone, but there yeah. came a season where the sling and the stone didn't work. That's he had right. to lose yeah. sword. That's right. right? That's right. And, yeah. uh, and the importance of knowing the season that you're in. And that's one of the things that Jesus condemned the Pharisees about. Like, you don't, you, you can look up at the skies and you can see that the clouds and the stars and all that, but you can't discern the times of the season. Yes. John came, you know, doing this and I came doing this, but you still don't recognize the season that you're in. And there's um, something that stood out to me as uh, we were reading some of the David stuff. And I had a guy tell me this the other day, and I, I read it this morning. This was David, all right? So, you know, David, whenever he was a young shepherd boy, he actually was anointed. Samuel yes. anointed yep. him. Yes. Then he gets called in to, you know, Saul's whatever. He kills Goliath. He does all this stuff. But this is in 2 Samuel. Come on. Saul has already died. David is, he's the king. He's been anointed. This is 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 12. And David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. David perceived, is another version, that the Lord had established him as king. As I read that, it's like there's some kind of humility about mm -hmm. it. He'd been anointed yeah. king. Come on. But it's like years later that he's like, huh. Mm -hmm. I'm the king. The Lord has anointed me king. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, there, there's there's good. some kind of humility that comes along with that that um just uh man, I, that attitude of gratitude. Yes. And that's and that's humility. good. That's that's true because Michael, you had said David had a heart of a king, right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and it's so true. He had a heart of a king, but he didn't have the character yet <laughs> of the king. And so it was when he was out there in the field that the Lord and here's the thing mm, listen, somebody <laughs> listening to Get this. Your as pens well, ready. This, uh, you do you've got the heart. The Lord has already purposed it, positioned you, and already placed it in your heart for the great and mighty things that he desires to do in your life and through your life. Yes. But you're not there yet. And you're wondering why you're not there yet, because you're not prepared for that yet. And the Lord's got you in the season that he has you in right yes. now, because he is preparing your heart to be who it is that you've called, he's called you to be. I, I tell it like this, when I was um, with my with my son, Brayton, he's here with us right now, and, I, and by the grace of God, y'all, I've got full custody of him. And just to get transparent, he knows the story, and so I'm not shameful in saying it in front of him, but when he was a year old, I was I was on dope and everything. His mom came to me. I was in the bathroom, you know, doing what I was doing. Th thought I was hiding it. Well, then his mom comes to me after she went and found it. She comes to me. He's a year old, and in one arm, she has Braden as a baby. In one arm, and in the other arm has a crack pipe. Basically, has a pipe and says, "Okay, Chris, today, what are you? Who are you going to? What are you going to choose? You going to choose this or your son?" 
And in the mind frame that I was in at that point in time, guess what I'd done? I chose the dope and walked out. Wow. But by the grace of God today, I have full custody of my son. Listen to me now. But that didn't happen overnight. It took time. Yes. And so I remember that I was going through this season of he had got placed in state custody. And this I'm not going to go into it for time's sake, but this long journey, it was supposed to only take a couple of months. Ended up taking about a year and a half. Wow. I'm seeking the Lord, like, Lord, why, why, why? He reminded me of this scripture, and it's something, whatever season you're in right now, and the Lord was reminding me of it when you was going through uh, the season about your house situation. He says, Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. He says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablets of your heart, and then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of man and God. Yeah, You're not the good. one having to do it. God's going to do it. But you've got to remain faithful and loving right where you're at. And so here I am in this situation, and I'm constantly calling the, the state, like, okay, what's the progress on it? I've got my house. I've got a car, all this stuff. I'm doing what you told me to do. Why don't I have my son yet? And see, so they dropped the ball on, uh, they had to change court cases. They had all this other different stuff. So it took a year and a half. But in the middle, I called them because the case was in Mississippi. I was in Alabama, and I called them in the middle of it and asked them, like, hey, what's the progress on it? They said, Chris, listen, if you would just move across state lines and just get you uh, an address in Mississippi, I could have your son to you next week. That's the whole holdup is we're having to wait on Alabama and all these other different things. If you would just wow. move and go go over there and get you. And I, I was at the Dream Center. I was at the ministry I was at. But right there, you know, it's like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be here right now. I'm supposed to leave and go on to Mississippi. Come on now. That yeah, wasn't my time. On, that wasn't on. my season. <laughs> and so the enemy was trying to tell me, like, you need to go, go ahead and leave. Like, what are you doing? You should be already out there. And be careful who you're talking to because there if I go. was to take that to some just random people, they'd be like, mm -hmm. what are you doing, Chris? Come on, get on out of here. You're supposed to do it. But, man, I'm telling you, there's something about, you know, just waiting on the Lord. And so the Lord gave me that scripture again, Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Chris, let love and faithfulness never leave you. The yes. season you're in, faithful, That's do good. you are? am I giving you peace to leave? Am I telling you to leave? remain faithful? And then, and then you will win favor in the sight of man and God. And so at this point in time, I had to call him back. I said, man, I appreciate the opportunity and the offer, but I don't believe the Lord's calling me to do that right now. Mm -hmm. I'm remaining faithful where I'm at. And so it was a lengthier process, but the Lord reminded me of it during that. He took me to Exodus. It's when the Moses was taking the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. It's Exodus 13, I believe it is. He took them to um, the Red Sea. And they had the Red Sea in front of them, and they had the army behind them. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, listen, I could go ahead and take you straight to your promised land. Listen, the God is the God of restoration and promises. He can go ahead and do it just like this yes. because he's God. He can do it. And he told Moses, I could go ahead and take you straight there now, but I'm not. I'm going to take you the long way around. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm taking you the long way around is because you would face some battles that you're not prepared there for yet. Is. You got the heart for it, but you're not prepared mm -hmm. for the battles. And when you face those battles, you'll be tempted to want to run back to Egypt. And the Lord spoke to me, Chris, do you want to be a father for a year or do you want to be a father for a lifetime? <laughs> and so I had to wait <laughs> in the season, in the process because I wanted to be a father for a lifetime. Man, that, man. man come on, come on. Hey, <laughs> I got to give him some applause. Yeah, I got to. I got to put that in there. I got, man, that's so good. And it, man, 
father for a year, a father for a mm. lifetime. Man, that is so good and the importance of sitting and, and recognizing the voice of the Lord. And I love what you said, being being very intentional who you ask and then the advice that you get. The, the other thing I was thinking about as you said that, the importance of knowing the season that you're in. And mm. there's a season of preparation, but then there's also a season where it's time to advance. Get up and go. There's a time to prepare, and then there's a time to go, too. And, yeah. I, and, and knowing when the Lord is saying which one. And I, I want to read you guys a quote by Winston Churchill. He said, to each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder mm. and offered mm. the chance to do a very special thing unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified mm. for that, which could have been their finest hour. Man, I just, um, wow. uh, how, how uh, I, I think sometimes in those preparation seasons, we can get comfortable. Mm -hmm. We can get so comfortable in those preparation seasons whenever it's time to step across that we stay satisfied and complacent. We give in to fear. And I, we were we, we love soccer, and we were watching this thing on uh, the World Cup this weekend. And this guy is a Croatia team. And the captain of the Croatia team, he goes up to the goalie, and he says something. He says, man, I'm going to tell you something because I love you. Mm. I want to see you do good, and what I'm about to tell you, you may not like, but, but you need to hear it. Mm. He said, you're one of the best goalies, but I'm not seeing any growth in you. And the guy said, well, well, you know, man, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And he said, but that's just it. I think you're afraid to make mistakes, mm. and that's what's holding you back. Mm. I, I think sometimes, and, and the reason this hit me so hard while I was listening to that is sometimes I've caught myself with the fear of getting it wrong. That's right, yeah. I, I see in our Christian circles how, how sometimes we can be mean to folks, yeah. you know what I'm saying, who are really trying to step out there and go with what the Lord is saying and and the importance of the Lord said it, mm -hmm. then you got to do it. That's right. You know, whether it's it's staying, hey, it's not your time. You're still preparing. You're not ready. Or, hey, you're ready. It's yeah. time to go. Yeah. And just recognizing that that voice. Yeah. So important. Man, that is so good. <laughs> this has been good. I, I don't. I don't know if I if I take it another gear, we're gonna go another <laughs> two hours. I know. Man. I know. Uh, but I really think we did put out some things that um. You know, are you satisfied? Mm -hmm. You know, I keep, you know, or I can ask the question, I, do you hate being satisfied? Mm -hmm. uh, but we got to understand that God has a bigger plan and a better promise for you than you have for yourself. And like Chris said, you know, just talking about, you know, he can take you straight to what you think is the promised land but your character need to be built up, that's you right. know, that's right. and uh, that's where wisdom comes from, that's you right. know, so don't be so quick to, um, I'm going to say this and I'll leave it alone, but I think that's some of the issues with us having the access to YouTube, uh, and I'm just, I can talk from a musician standpoint of being able to almost, you can cut corners, mm -hmm. And learn what a professional has learned. It took him years Come on now. to understand the development and the character of why he's got that certain tone. And you can just go and say, you can sound like such and such. And you go right to it. But there's something that you lose, the substance. Mm. The substance only comes through that time of uh, trial and error, through, through those times that, like, 
you by yourself or you staying up at night or uh, in your prayer time that he's depositing or like, I feel like I'm going to give up and he's like, well, I'm going to try it one more time. And that on that 10,000 hour, you know, I was sudden now it clicks. And I, I would tell anybody when it comes down to, I mean, music or just whatever it is, don't go after it trying to conquer it the first time you pick it up, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the tenth time, whatever you think. But you should, what you want to do is continue to do it till it becomes comfortable that is in your hand. Brayden, I know uh, he's playing uh, acoustic guitar yeah. or guitar mm-hmm. itself. When you first pick up something, a lot of times it feels uncomfortable in your hand. Mm-hmm. So, the first year or so, it's got to feel comfortable. That's and then good. once it becomes comfortable, then it's like you can be taught something. Yeah, yeah, because so. you're building that foundation, of, yes. you know, through that time. And, yeah. And, and so, yeah, keep doing that. Listen, like you said, we could keep going and going and going, but I feel led to say this, Michael, I want, unless you got something to say real quick, Corey. I feel led as you was closing out on all that, I believe there's some listeners out there that may be going through that waiting season yes. or or, or – deciphering what season or what's next yes. or is this it or that and i just feel led to ask you to uh close us out and just yeah. kind of pray for the listeners yeah. and everything absolutely um uh, well we appreciate you, you you guys listening and uh but I, I want you to challenge yourself even today where you're listening from or if you're driving or if you uh just at home uh but this time i want you to kind of do a good check like do a little inventory um, are you in a place that that you need to lean more on God than leaning on what you have? And uh, I, I believe that God wants to do is he wants to take your place that you feel like you're satisfied, but he wants to give you more. Amen. But for to, to whom much is given, much is required. So he's going to need more from you. Mm. That's mm. what uh, Corey was talking about that, that you're going out and spending time in his presence. That's good. That you, you spend time with him in that. And then when you come back in, you can be thankful for what he does for you. So, um, Father God, we just thank you for just this opportunity just to just to be in your presence. Yes. And, uh, God, even the words that come from our mouth, God, it comes from you. Thank you. God, it comes from your word. That has have transformed our lives. God, it, tra- it transformed my life. It tra- transformed Chris's life. And it transformed Cor's life. And if he could do it for us, yes. he could do it for each and every listener that is on this podcast. Yes. So, God, we ask that your spirit even visit, even visit them in their different places. God, that they see you and you show yourself strong to them. God, that even when they're weak, you are the one that can show up and make them strong in you. God, uh, God, we just ask that, that there be a boldness, that there be a place of just uh, trusting you further than what they can see, even with their natural eyes. Yes. But they follow you even in the spirit. And, God, we cover marriages today. Yes. We cover that, yes. that man that feels like he's by himself, that he feels like he don't know how to be a husband, 
how to be a father. God, I ask that you teach him how to lead through your word, that you can help help him through these things that he doesn't understand because your word gives us clarity and it gives us direction. Not only that, God, but I ask that you put the right people in his place, in his path, that he can listen to the right directions. And not only that, God, we pray for the wife. God, we pray for her. We pray for the mother that she is enough. That she's just not by herself, God, that you have built her for this. That you have even gave her to even take what comes from the man and cultivate that and teach the children. And, God, we even cover the children from, that's the boy and the girl. God, we ask that you continue to teach them their identity in you. God, we ask that you teach them to be bold and stand before you, God. And not only that, God, I ask that you even show them even dreams, God, that they see you in a new way. And, God, we even pray for the singles. We pray for just yes. single men and single women, God, that God, just, that are looking to look for you, but they don't understand. They have looked into things of the world and got it confused. But, God, I thank you that you make a separation and that you can make a distinction between you and the world. And, God, we thank you for that, and we praise you for who you are. And not only that, God, I pray pray a special grace over even Chris Payne, even as he ministers tonight, God, that you use him in a mighty way. And, God, I thank you for what you already put in his belly, God, that it's going to flow like rivers of living water. And, God, we thank you for Corey. God, I thank you for what you have done in his life. But, God, even the vision that you have already given him. God, we thank you for new doors opening up. We thank you for new keys to open up these doors. And, God, we thank you right now that you're going to overflow and even exceed our expectations. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love y'all, and uh, thank you for joining us on Grace Talk. Amen. 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 That's good. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Seriously, we could. I, I meant to, uh, the, the next one we do, I want to make sure we spend time, like, what, you know, the, even with your, your businesses and stuff like that and what you got going. Let's put that on there. Yeah. I mean, let's, and, uh, let's do that next week. Cause I, I, meant I was going to say something about, about the shirt I had on, yeah. but uh, I forgot to bring that up. But That's all man, good. That was, That's good. That was good. I, I always enjoy that. We. Yeah, I mean, we, we can do that next week. We can go ahead and just kind of open it up on, uh, like, um, uh, just telling, I mean, who we are. And yeah, that'd what, be what good. What we represent, what's going on or whatever. Cause let good. the people know. I'll tell you a question I wanted to ask you guys at some point, and we can talk.